Hey, I'm Adi. And I'm Savannah, and we're the Politos. We are here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world. And today, Adi's telling us about his days working at an airport. Mm-hmm. For real this time. Yes. Yeah, before that, though. So a couple weeks ago, we went to a, an epic concert. Yes. The Eras Tour. The Eras Tour. So, do you want to talk about it? I do. Um, I mean, unless you're living under a rock, you probably have heard about it, are familiar with Taylor Swift's Eras Tour that she is currently touring. Yeah. I think a lot of people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Swift. Yeah. So... Let's just, I guess, talk about expectation versus reality. How about that? Oh, okay. So how about you go first? Because I feel like you had maybe fewer expectations. I don't know. I think I had high expectations. Okay. Uh, I think I did too. So I was very excited because um, I had a feeling that this was going to be like the best concert. I had a feeling that she was going to go all out. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, she didn't prove me like wrong uh there was there was a lot of a good um like uh, the art behind the 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 whole show was really good uh transitions were solid uh everything was smooth um the the show itself was was really cool like it was um colorful and Mm -hmm. very loud from the beginning it it was so loud that i was very concerned for my ears like (laughs) i thought i had it i just wanted to like cover my ears oh really and i kind of did at one point because it was so loud like the very beginning as soon as she shows up people were like screaming and i couldn't hear her sing at all like she was singing for a good like maybe minute and yet i couldn't hear her at all um and so yeah it was just high-pitched uh screaming yelling um and i get it right the hype was real after after that minute it, it died down but it was still loud overall it was so loud and like people were dancing so you feel the the ground below you, like the floor below you, like move a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that was scary. Like <laughs> I heard that somewhere, I think in LA or somewhere where she went recently, um, there was enough movement in that stadium that it caused like, it was like a magnitude of 2.3. What? Yeah. It could have, it was like a little mini earthquake. That's insane. Yeah. So, um, I bet, like, like I felt it move. Oh yeah, you could definitely so, feel it. So you felt the the just the atmosphere was so like hyped for for her, and it was cool to see just her in real life. And we had great seats as well. Mm-hmm. That was something that I wasn't too worried about, but um, yeah, we, like we were up high, but we still like it was still a really good view. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was surprised by how good the view was. Yeah, um, so, yeah, the expectation met the reality. I was very excited. It was, like, three hours long. Her performance was about, it was three hours. 
Yeah, like just her performance. Yeah, it, it, the show started like the the concert started like maybe an hour and a half before she actually jumped on stage. But um, so we had to wait for I don't know an hour or so because we were, we were kind of late. But um, it was really exciting, very thrilling. Um, I enjoyed everything. Um, I mean, there were some songs where a handful of songs that more than handful, maybe two handfuls of songs <laughs> that uh, I was like, ah. Uh, it's cool that she's singing all this stuff, but um, I was like, I don't, it's okay. I don't mind sitting down for this one. Interesting. Um, I really am glad that she sang those, a lot of songs. They're, they're not like the most popular songs, but they're like the, they're in the album. You know, mm-hmm. she went through all, every album. And so she, uh, she hit like, some not so common or popular songs and that was cool yeah yeah so that's my take on it nice yeah what about yours um yeah so my expectation i think was similar i um i've just always heard like oh yeah taylor swift puts on such a good show like she puts on such a good show so i was expecting it to be a really good show (laughs) yeah i was expecting it to be very like high energy and um I think I was expecting it to be very like over the top kind of theatrics and visuals and yeah. Um, what's the word? Like, um, like I guess more fireworks, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What is the word for that? Um, <laughs> effects. Yes. I was like features, some features. Yeah. Effects and things like that. Uh, visual effects and, um, and all that. And yeah. dancers, you know, like background dancers, singers and all of that. So, that's kind of what I was expecting it was for it to be a very big production. And, um, and I had just heard, um, California was basically like the last stop on her, on the U S portion of the tour, um, for now, but then she ended up actually adding more dates for next year in the U S but basically that was the first California was the last stop in that leg of the tour. And so I didn't know that I had heard, you know, things because the tour has been happening for a while. Yeah. And so I knew that she does a ton of songs that it's a very long, like that she performs for a long time. And there are a few, a few songs that I heard that she performed that I was very excited about. And, um, and I just heard so many people saying that it's so good Mm -hmm. and that she goes like by each era so each album being an era and that she basically basically performs one era at a time. Yeah. And um, one thing that I didn't really realize or like consider as far as kind of the reason behind her doing this tour, what she explained was how because of COVID, uh, I mean, typically she, like most artists, will um, tour an album like after the album is made um usually an artist will go on tour for that album yeah and uh because of covid she has had um four albums released since the last time she toured and not not just and this isn't including also like the taylor's versions of her older albums that she's Mm -hmm. also released but since her last um tour she's released uh lover evermore folklore and midnight so four brand new albums dang 
So that was kind of the idea behind, like, she didn't want to tour just Midnight's, not just, like, her newest album, because those other albums that she worked on would have kind of been lost in there. Yeah. So she just decided to tour everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And because of that, I think that she did spend a little more time on those four albums versus the others. Yeah. Um, And she did more songs from those albums. So couple of the things that I, the, as far as the reality of like things that I was surprised by and that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, there were certain songs that she did that I was very surprised that she performed and was yeah. excited to see. Yeah. Because there's a lot of the like bangers that you know she's going to do. Yeah. And I also was in a way spoiled and knew that she was going to do the 10-minute version of All Too Well, which is like my... That was expected, though. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean... <laughs> uh, but, I mean, performing that live is like... That's a that's a big deal. Right. But I, I was expecting her to do that. Well, it's I knew... It's not a spoiler. Okay, well, to me it was. Okay. But I was very excited. That's my favorite song, like, hands down. So I was so excited for that. Um, But I was surprised. Like, I remember... The one song in particular that stands out that I was so surprised, I was like, I can't believe she's performing this live. This is so cool, was um, Nobody, No Crime. Mm-hmm. And that's from Evermore, I think. Evermore, I think. Yeah, so. it's from Evermore. Um, or it might be from Folklore, actually, now that I'm thinking well, about it. Those two sound the same. It's one of those two. She spent a lot of time. Song. There's a lot of songs from those two albums. I was yes. Like, she's- I'm going to sit down on this, but I'm glad that she sang... Oh, yeah. No, I loved those two. Because they're, they're chill. They're not like, yeah. oh, I'm so excited. They're not really hyped, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing about it that's interesting is that those, a lot of those songs are not really the songs that you would think of as like, I'm so excited to see this performed right. live. But yet it was still really cool. Yeah, it's like those songs like we've enjoyed listening to, like, mm-hmm. to uh, at home. And it, it was obviously different to see her perform that. It was like... It was cool, you know? Yeah, and she, she mentioned how that, like, during COVID, when she was making these albums and writing these songs, um, that, and she wasn't able to tour, one of the songs that she said that, in particular, that she was really excited for, like, oh, I can't wait till one day I can perform this live, was um, Champagne Problems from Evermore. <laughs> oh, okay. And hearing that one live was actually really cool. That was the one mm. that she did at the piano. Oh, okay, yeah. And that was really, really cool. Um, but anyway, I could go on and on, but I will just say that my, in conclusion, uh, kind of going off of what I said about, like, you know, some of the songs I wasn't expecting, overall, the reality of it was actually different than what I was expecting, but it was better, even though it was unexpected. So it felt more... Like, um, it felt a little more authentic. Yeah. And it actually felt a little more like intimate and not quite as big of of a production as I was expecting, but I actually liked it. Yeah. It felt really um, artsy and like very artfully done. But mm-hmm. it, I think that in a lot of ways she was just performing and it wasn't like, it didn't feel unnecessarily over the top and like unnecessarily like overproduced and like a huge production and fireworks and lights and fog and all that stuff. Um, 
everything seemed really intentional. Mm-hmm. And so like, yes, obviously I'm sure that it was like so expensive and that there was so much time and energy and money put into it, yeah. but it felt all very intentional. It wasn't just like, wah, for no reason. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes. And I think, I think it lied. Um, I think that my expectations were not met. I think that I was expecting like similar to what you said, like mm-hmm. this big production yeah bigger i guess yeah um just because i'm used to like all this like you know fireworks and seeing all this kind of thing like at big events Mm -hmm. and so i was i was expecting her to like come down the stage through a zip line or something like that like that's something that i've seen and like um not in real life but like all like on TV, so I was like, yeah. maybe she's gonna do that, yeah, and stuff like that, where like, just these like big theat- theatrics and like um, things that I don't know that you kind of s- picture when you picture like big like events and performances, like mm-hmm. um, halftime shows or something like that, and so um, and some effects and stuff and things that they were gonna do with like the the stage how it mo- would move and stuff uh, right so right right i was gonna i was imagining that but um it wasn't that and i think there's limitations too with like the stage and i don't know the equipment and all that stuff and but um i think they didn't need to be that way right and, and it was i perfect I would, the way it was yeah and i would say like there were elements of that like there yeah. were times when it was there were like really big performances with backup with so many like dancers and stuff and there were like I'm thinking of, there were some songs where, um, like there's one in particular I'm thinking of where she would like, she was like jumping on the stage at a certain spot and there was like lightning, Yes, you know? So like there were moments of that, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the whole thing. And so, yeah, it, it didn't feel like a halftime show, like you're saying. Yeah. And I guess that it, it felt like it was something that she created it didn't feel like and obviously i'm sure there's tons of other people who are working on it but yeah you know it felt like something unique that a lot of thought was put into and that it Uh wasn't just like okay well this is how you put on a concert yeah and this is what everybody does it felt like there was like thought behind it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah that definitely surprised me but pleasantly yeah 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 uh i give it a 10 out of 10 it was it was good um I think I haven't listened to the songs that she like sang at the concert um, or just any of her songs at all uh, ever since the the concert. Um, I think I'm saving it. And I think that every time now that I listen to the songs that she performed, I'm going to think back at the, look back at the concert. That's what she said her goal was. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think that we all do that like with, certain songs that come up on the radio or on Spotify, you're like, Oh, like I remember this when they performed this song or whatever. And I was there and you know, so, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of relive those moments Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Is that all? Yeah. I, I'll say that I am going to give it a 9.99 because I was just the tiniest bit disappointed that I didn't get to hear her do um, like teardrops on my guitar or Tim McGraw because she didn't perform songs from her first album. Gotcha. I hear you. I think that's a discouragement. I would have been 
bummed out too if bought me your shoes or someone like you. Yeah, but I and I think if I had known that going into it, I would have it would have been fine. But I just didn't know until I was like waiting for it. Yeah, but it's it's totally fine. It was still <laughs> still so good. Yeah, nice. So, um, yeah. That's cool. Do you want to talk about the um, <laughs> what uh, the ladies next to you at the concert? What were they doing? Remember? <laughs> they were. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, oh, do, should I talk about this? Yeah, it's funny. Okay. Well, I thankfully only noticed this one time, but I am sure that it was happening other times throughout the concert. But there was one time in particular, it was, I think, during folklore when, yeah, it was during folklore when um, a a song ended. Yeah. And you know, when a song ends, it gets a little quiet Yeah, while you're waiting for the next song to start. And the person, I think, was it a mother and daughter? I picture them as a mother and daughter. Oh, maybe. Do you think? I interacted with both of them. I thought they were the same age. Oh, okay. I don't know. For some reason in my head, it was a mother and daughter, but it doesn't really matter. It could have been. Honestly, I think so. Okay. So one of them, who I imagine to be the daughter. (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't know. Said to the other woman um, during that like little silence between songs, "What's, what's coming next? And then the other woman goes, uh, oh, cardigan. Yeah. And I was like, is she reading off the set list right now? Yeah. And I was just like, I'm sorry, nothing against this woman, but that is such a noob move. Yeah. To be reading the set list while you're there at the concert. Yeah. And I just... I didn't even want to like read the set list beforehand. I didn't want to know what was coming, yeah. but especially in the moment. And also I just found it so silly because it's like, just wait 10 seconds and then you will know. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems also like a little, uh, little kid thing to do. And if she had been a little kid, it would have been fine. But to just, to be like, Oh, what's coming next? What's going next? <laughs> like you can't wait the 10 seconds to just let the song start. Yeah. But I feel like that's part of the experience. It that's what to, you were yeah. saying. Oh, part yeah. of the experience is like being like, Oh my goodness. Yes. I can't believe she's doing this song. Yes. Yeah, so, so like the each, I didn't know this, but each transition after she was done with a handful of songs, there was a transition with a video or, you know, some sound or something like that while she would change outfits and stuff mm-hmm. so that meant that that they're they're gonna gear up to the next album yeah the next era yeah i didn't know that and so uh, i made sense that people like got excited <laughs> after like they kind of realized they like after looking at the 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 video or like hearing like some sound from the next song they're like yeah oh, okay so it's this next uh, album yeah um that makes sense not to me mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that there has to be the element of mystery and not really like, cause now, nowadays there's a lot of like leaks and a lot of, you could just find out yes. for yourself, like how, how is it going to end or whatever, but there has to be a mystery. Like I didn't even bother looking up like anything about Taylor Swift. There's some stuff that was spoiled to me. Like I kind of briefly, you know, yeah, me too. stuff, but, but, um, I could, I could relate this with uh, WrestleMania going to a show where, um, it's a big event and 
you you know the matches. You know that what's going to happen, <laughs> but you don't know when they oh, can appear. Oh, okay. You don't know when. So you're like, oh, you know, because you're excited for some matches. You're yeah. like, oh, I can't wait for this guy against this guy. Yeah. And after the one match is done, there's like a little transition video and stuff. Um, or like kind of like a commercial type of thing. And you're just waiting there like, okay, what's going to be next? Right. Is it going to be this guy versus this guy? And some people like would shout out like, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be this guy next or whatever. Mm-hmm. They looked it up or they just are predicting it. And so yeah. there's that element of mystery that needs to be there for you right. to just get excited, get that little pop. Of yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so yeah, I think that was very really silly. Very funny for sure. Oh yeah. So I thought it was very silly, but if you are somebody, if that would have been you like sitting there with the, uh, with the set list in hand at the concert, let me know because I would like to hear your, your side of it. Yeah. Like, what is it? Is it that you just are going to get ready? Like how, how do you, <laughs> how do you get ready to, for a song? Yeah. Let me get in the frame of mind. Let me, let me try to memorize the lyrics real quick if I don't know them already. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't get the point of it. Me neither. Maybe if you're going to, maybe if you are there to like record and like if you're making money off of like of promoting, like I don't know, like just if you're an influencer or something like that, you're getting your like filters ready, your certain texts ready. You know what I'm saying? I guess, but I, I don't think that was the reason. No, no. Um, I could understand uh, looking at the set list beforehand if you were wanting to, like, make sure that you listened to those songs beforehand. Yeah. You know, and, like, that you, okay, yeah, I'm familiar with this one, so I can sing along. I would understand that more than, like, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that's it. Yep. Well, let's get down to the needy greedy. Okay. And finally talk about uh once and for all uh about my job at a at an airport. Mm-hmm. San Jose Airport uh code SJC. In yeah. case if you need to type the airport if you want to fly out of San Jose or to San Jose. Yeah. SJC. SJC. I had to memorize that. I mean I, I, it's easy to remember. But uh anyway, so let's talk about it. Do you have any questions for me? Um, my biggest question is, well, most of the questions that I would have about the airport would really be, um, more specific to TSA because TSA is a conundrum. Yeah. It's an enigma. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not what you didn't work with TSA. No, but I I would have to go through the TSA, TSA every time I would, uh, wait, really? Yeah, every time I would uh, have to push someone um, in a wheelchair or um, I just had to get through the, I had to fun, like, I would just have to go to the gate. Whoa, wait, um, wait. So every day when you went to work or no? No, 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 no. No, so, so there was two positions that I worked at. Okay. Uh, while I was at the airport. Um, and I was there for maybe like, Two and a half years. Okay. Um, in in college, and um, so my kind of first half of my time there, I was a ramp agent. Mm-hmm. So that's someone that works the the ground 
and like does the the luggages and does the behind the scenes stuff right goes and cleans the 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 planes the inside planes and the i mean the inside of the plane not the outside okay um and um the other the last half of my time there i worked as a uh i forget the name of the title but um you're pretty much the the one that's um helping the 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 people on the at the counters uh, you're there to pick up the luggage and um that's it so because the people that are working on the uh at the counter they they're they're not allowed just to pick up the luggage and put it down like put pick it up and put it down on the the belt okay wait, wait pause when you say at the counter are you talking about not at the gate because usually there's a counter at the gate but you're talking about the counter like when you first walk into the airport yeah when you first walk in and when you, you go check to check in. your luggage yeah at the check-in uh counter Oh, yeah. So where so, you check your luggage? Yes. Okay. So my main job there was to help with the luggage and um, help people if they needed help being pushed in the wheelchairs, uh-huh. or they just needed like an extra hand, like with their bags or anything, and uh, hmm. and go through TSA and everything. So okay, that was that was my job there. So if you were pushing someone in a wheelchair or going to the gate for whatever reason, you had to actually go through TSA? Yeah. Like, you had to go through the metal detector and... Yeah, I think 10 out of 10 times, it was... The reason. The only reason why I was at the going through the TSA was because I had a customer I was pushing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was a hassle because it, we took extra time because of the... the um, like, sometimes... The TSA agents wouldn't, they would make the person that was pushing get up and walk mm-hmm. instead of like, it's just dependent on the day. I get dependent, it just depended on the day. Sometimes it would be just easy. They would open like a little side gate and we could just, and bypass the metal detector like, okay. um, gate and they would just use a wand and yeah. scan the person. And that was it. Um, I would help them with, you know, putting everything in the the conveyor belt. Oh, yeah. That was it. So, um, you know, I would hear the same stuff. The, the agents, the TSA people would yell, like, you know, remove your belt, uh, blah, oh, blah, blah. Gosh. And I had to do that, too, right? Yeah. The phone, what else? Belt, and that's about it. I think that was all the metal stuff that I had. Um, and that's it. Um, but TSA definitely... I think if you we were to like talk to a TSA person, they would say that they do get a bad rap. But I think that that's their job. And but there's a lot of P- P- TSA people that are like just straight up like rude. Yeah. Like straight up rude. And I know. They, obviously, they deal with hundreds of people, but that doesn't mean that they get to be rude. And um, mm-hmm. it's just very annoying. Um, like we, I think have like experienced something like that too when we we've traveled. Yeah, I didn't really have any crazy stories uh, involve involving uh, TSA. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So as far as being when you were working as a ramp agent, you said that you would clean the inside of the planes. Mm-hmm. I always assumed that the flight attendants did that. No, the flight attendants. They, uh, I don't know what they do before the 
they take off, but uh, oh, you know what? Yes, they they um, so the plane lands. Yeah. Right? So the whole like, procedure, the structure is the plane lands, and uh, one of us would get uh, on top of this like car, um, like uh, what do you call it? It's like a that pushes a plane. Uh, it, it so it's like in front of the plane. Um, this big like just vehicle. Okay. Um, we get on top of it with our um, we we holding two um like wands like bright um yellow wands and yeah we're guiding the the plane like for them to park right okay and so um they park they park in front of the the vehicle um they you know lock it and and everything put the brakes on and stuff we have to make sure that uh we we give them the thumbs up to them Mm -hmm. um and to the pilots and they have to return the thumb up to to say hey we're good (laughs) okay Okay, we're good you're good okay cool okay um and then and then um the 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 bridge comes and you know um the bridge of the the, where people like walk off out of the the plane right so that that takes a while to kind of you know get get it right uh attached to the to the plane and then um and then who does that um no it wasn't us it was um the people that oh um one of the um the check-in counter people oh okay they, they would do that okay there was always like one or two people that would always do it mm-hmm. and so um they would they would do that um make sure that the the bridge is attached okay then the um and then right as soon as that that's taken care of then the um the passengers you know um get out of the plane um so that that's that's what happens when passengers are like waiting to get out like um that that's kind of the behind the scenes of mm. like what, what are we doing in the uh, in the ramp okay on the ramp um and so sometimes it takes a while for the bridge to like be perfectly aligned right you have to make sure that's like secure and everything yeah and and um all the the stuff for the for the plane needs to be you know set perfectly so it so it's like you know we know that's parked and everything um as soon as the passengers are out like once the last person's out then we have the green light to to go inside and clean the the plane okay we have it depends sometimes we have like um like we don't have a lot of time because then because the plane shut up late then the oh the next yeah. flight you know needs to head out that mm-hmm. using the same plane um, so sometimes we just have to like do a little like a quick little um, how do you say in Spanish money that I got though like like a quick little um, clean and that's it. Okay. On regular days we would, you know, I don't know, spend I don't know twenty minutes or so, twenty thirty minutes. I I might be wrong with the time, but it was a good amount of time. That doesn't sound that long for how big a plane is. No. So what were it, you doing? It was always, it was always, um, we were always like in a rush. Yeah, like what? What did you do? Okay, so, um, every I'm curious to know because I'm like, how clean is the plane? Yes, it's not very clean. I, I would say, yeah, we use the same rag to wipe the the seats and the the trays, Ugh. and and all that. Um, with what? Like soap? With, uh, I think rags. Like I think yeah, with soap. Okay, we had a spray bottle oh, okay. and 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 rags yeah and that was it um so 
we have a team of people. I forgot. I mean, like maybe ten or something. People, certain people are in charge to clean like certain sections of the of the vehicle of the not the vehicle of the plane. Mm-hmm. And so we would um, say, okay, you and you, you know, go do this and that. Uh, most of the time, there I would clean a section of the of the plane, and it would just involve uh, spraying the the seats, the the trays, wiping them. And, and doing the same thing until I was done with the section. Um, what and about then, the floors? And then one guy would be in charge of vacuuming the whole plane. Okay. And um, I think actually there was two to be two vacuums. So the man's like one guy would start at one end, the other guy started the front, and then meet halfway. Okay. Um, that was always a pain. Yeah, that sounds hard. Because the vacuum, so you you strap this on. It's like a Ghostbusters like a vacuum <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. You, it's a backpack you put it on, okay. and um, you have to like go between seats and then between people, and like it was oh, very yeah. hard. Like every time I would do it, I would sweat. Yeah, that sounds like hard. The Dickens, um, <laughs> and so yeah, so I'm just like they're vacuuming like everything and. That was um, obvious, obviously, the, the I think that was the most important job because you can't really see a, clean, a dirty seat, you know, unless there's like some, I don't know, obvious like yeah. debris of food or whatever it is. Yeah. But with the floors, you could obviously tell like, yep. There's crumbs. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes like at the end of the whole thing, um, once we were done. The supervisor would come and inspect everything, and sometimes they would say, "Hey, like we need a the vacuum, you know, stat again, like oh. bring it here." And so that was the cleaning process. Um, we would clean big planes, so it was this um, ANA Bowie seven eighty seven. That's like I think one of the biggest planes. Okay, you get this very spacious, um, like more more in the business section um it was mm-hmm. so nice the seats were so so cool it's like a little capsule oh really yeah and then um so something it was so cool like whenever you would get the, the uh the job to clean the the business class because <laughs> it was very spacious so yeah. nice um sometimes you relieve a lot of like nice uh snacks out there so you're just like you know put it in your pocket and move on <laughs> um you would also sometimes I had to go clean the the cockpit. That's where they sleep. Really? Yeah, it was so. Wait, cool. what do you mean? That's where they sleep? Not the cockpit. Um, inside the cockpit, there's like a section where they, I forgot the name of it. Um, they it's called something where that's where they sleep. Who the pilot? The, the pilots. Yeah. They sleep on the plane. Yeah, there's more than one pilot, so they take turns resting. So <laughs> what? It was really hard. Wait, 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 you can't just move on from this. You're telling me there's a bed for the pilot? Yeah, yeah. It's like a um, like a bunk bed. So it's up there, a couple steps, and then um, not sorry, not inside the cockpit. It's like um, um, in front of it, um, in front of the the cockpit door. And uh, there was a couple steps. You go up there, and the there was like there was I think two beds or just one bed. Um, I think what? there was two beds. Yeah, is this on every plane? On the set, like the, that spe- specific plane. Oh, okay. Because it would fly. Sorry, it would fly from uh, San Jose to, straight to Japan. Wow. Yeah. So they needed their their sleep. Interesting. Um. So that was the hardest too because um it was so small and you had to remove the the bedding. Oh. Like everything. Okay. And 
it was so annoying. So every time you would like look and see if like it was it was clean or not, like you would t- you could tell if like they slept on it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they didn't, it was like, oh, good, I don't have to make the bed. Yeah. Um, but when they did, it's like, dang it, I have to do it. There's there have been some times where. There were some times where, like, we were running out of time, and mm-hmm. I just had to pretend I did it, and like, just kind of like, you know, like, just uh, tuck everything in oh. and move on. Again, we had to like cut corners, and yeah, with if cleaning, you don't have time, you don't have time. Yeah, and with cleaning, you just had to like. There's been some. There were some times where, um, you we didn't have time to clean, so we just had to like quickly glance, quickly glance at. Uh, at, um, in the plane and see if there's any like food or anything and just quickly mm-hmm. wipe it don't even bother cleaning every single seat and just like yeah vacuum and that's it that was the most important job was to just vacuum yeah so, i mean i yeah. guess as a customer a passenger i i didn't really assume that everything was being wiped down between flights mm-hmm. i never really thought about it yeah but I didn't really assume that it was like happening, that everything was being wiped down. So I'm not super shocked by you saying that, you know, sometimes you would just have to, you know, do a little touch up. Yeah. Uh, to, and to uh, continue with the touch up stuff, every seat had um, had a like a bed, like a headrest, um, like sleeve. They just oh, get a new one. Uh-huh. So, um as part of like making sure that it looked clean even though it wasn't um i mean we had to do this every day um look at the ones that were all crumbled up oh um, and yeah that was used just replace it and the rest leave it leave it the way they were oh okay um and so that was part of like the whole like quick cleanup of like okay let's just vacuum and um re- replace the the headrest yeah um yeah and so, um, whenever you about to board a plane with that just arrived that ran in late, um, keep in mind that it, it might not be super clean. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. Wait, what about the bathrooms? The bathrooms, um, just a quick, you know, I mean, clean the sink real quick. Um, did you have to, did, so you did clean the bathroom? Yeah. Did you have to clean the toilets? Um... I think so. Yeah. Just a quick, you know, clean. Yeah. You had to clean just like the way that we clean toilets at home. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's. I've never been in an airplane bathroom. Fun fact. Yeah. I don't know why you should. No, that's my claim to fame. You claim to fame? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bathrooms. So I think I might be done. Do you have any more questions as far as like cleaning the inside of the plane? No, I don't have any more questions. I'm just surprised because like I said, um, I was under the illusion that. The flight attendants, I think because yeah. they collect the trash at the end of the flight. Oh. I think that I just thought like, oh, they were the ones who like keeps it clean in here. Yeah. And I never pictured another group of people coming onto the plane and cleaning it. Yeah. That's just interesting. I was going to say, just circle back, I think, because you asked me about the flight attendants. So going back to them. um, So we would... You know, board the ship as soon as like we get into the ship. <laughs> into the ship, we would uh, enter the plane as soon as the passengers were out. Yeah. Um, and then we had maybe uh, five ten minutes before the flight attendants showed up 
because then they had to prep their own like food oh, and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, we try to like get a quick like just um, start uh, head start with with our cleaning before they showed up because mm-hmm. when they showed up like it was just annoying. We had to like you know vacuum um, like between their legs and like just you know <laughs> just, between their legs. I don't know because they were like you know yeah. just um, in our way. So generally speaking, were they like nice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they were nice. Yeah. Um Yeah. So now talking about let's talk about the So I worked for two airlines. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Okay. I have another question. Well, actually you might be about to answer my question. I was going to say uh, were you always at the same um gate like the same place or did it vary it would vary um so in the mornings um the the hawaiian airlines that's the other airlines that would work Uh um with and um they would arrive you know early um and we'd do the same thing same same structure um and with them we could sometimes get some free, like, you know, juice, Hawaiian juice or whatever, or like a snack or two, like for free. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and that was, I would do, I would rarely, rarely work um, with, with them because it was like early, an early shift. Um, but mm-hmm. sometimes like I need the money, uh, I want extra money. So I would do both shifts like that one. And then the, the uh, ANA one. It, um, what's ANA American Airlines? No, ANA is um that's the name of the the company. ANA that's the one that flights to Japan. Oh, that's the name of the airline. Yeah, ANA, yeah. Oh, never yeah. heard of it. Um, yeah, they once um brought in a uh, R2D2 Star yeah, Wars themed plane. Oh, that's really? Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So, um, those two gates were kind of um, ANA or A and A. A N A. N? N as in neat. Oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing A and A. No. Got it. So those two gates were not, they were, they were kind of far. You would have to take one of those um, vehicles to drive, you know. and Like a um, golf cart? Yeah, kind of like a golf cart. Okay. Um, and uh, otherwise it was a, I don't know, like seven minute walk or something. Um, and... There was eventually towards the end of my time there, there was a new uh, airlines that was a different uh, terminal, um, and that one that one flew out to uh, China. Um, but I didn't really get to work with them a lot. Um, that was like their own. That was a different thing. Um, but uh, as far as cleaning the outside, well, outside, as far as like well, people were cleaning the inside of the plane. There was people in charge of like other stuff outside. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main things that we did was, um, load the, the crates or the, whatever, I forgot the name of it, but the metal like crates that had all the luggage in them. Oh. Yeah. So that was a, while people were cleaning that the other people were doing that. Uh, I never really messed around with that. uh, just cause I thought it was too scary. Um, (laughs) I could have done it. That was one of my jobs, but I was like, nah, I would rather. So you always just did cleaning. Yeah. What do you mean too scary? What were you afraid of? So, you there would be a guy driving the the vehicle, and they had a ton of those um, like metal like crates 
uh, attached to it. Like yeah, they were kind of like dumpsters, right? Kind of like that, yeah. Okay. And so they um, had to drive and like, you know, just back then I wasn't, I don't think, the best driver <laughs> that I am today, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I think um, you just had to line everything perfectly. And so then you could easily push the the, the metal crates to um, into the plane. And so... Wait, wait, wait. Those big metal yeah. crates go onto the plane? Yeah. The whole crate? Yeah. I thought well, that... Another crate, like the metal part on top of the crates. Like, like I forgot the name of them. So wait, the, wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. I thought that they were taking the suitcases out and putting just the suitcases themselves onto the plane. No. Uh, yes and no, but um, um, for the majority of the checked-in luggage yeah they were put in those metal um containers there you go containers that's the word i guess like, containers uh, uh, and then we would put those onto those like um onto like a, a crate i guess and um with wheels and um i don't know what you're talking about we, we would put the luggage in um, metal containers that's the part i don't understand so containers are this kind of like <laughs> I know what a container is. Okay. But I can't picture what you're talking about at all. Um picture like a metal uh if you say like container. square, kind of like a square, but it's not fully a square, uh four by four. Um hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you talking about like a really big container with yeah. multiple suitcases in it? Yeah. Like how many? Like a lot? Like a lot. Like 80 to 100. Okay. Well, you just said four by four. That's the size of the, of like the, um, the wheeled, uh, like crate that you put the metal container on. So you have a vehicle and behind you, you have like, like, um, four by four, six by six, whatever, um, metal wheeled, four wheeled, like crates, I guess. That's where you put the container on. On or in? On. It's just this flat, flat, like. Okay. It's flat. flat. Yeah, it's flat. Yeah. And then you could, um, they have like metal, um, like cylindered, um, like they have multiple cylinder, um, spinny, like. Things where you could easily just push the the containers, like oh, okay. Oh my gosh, this is like I feel like we're uh, like playing a game <laughs> where you're like trying to describe this to me without saying certain words. Okay, um, okay. So like a wheel type of a thing yeah, to kinda. like push it onto. Okay, yeah. okay, got it. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, so th- I never really did that. I-, I did it like once or twice, but um. And, like, so you're saying no, 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 no. I'm not done. So you're saying that there those big bins. Yes. Right. That there was a ton of like suitcases put into them, mm-hmm. and you're telling me that that whole bin would go onto the plane. Yeah. Okay, I always imagined, and I feel like I've seen. Maybe I made this up. People taking the suitcases out of the bins and putting them onto the plane. So it depends. Uh, it would depend. So with the um, seven by uh, uh, seven 
87, a plane was big. It had room for all those metal containers. Um, and there were other planes like the Hawaiian Airlines where you had to um, take out every single um, luggage one by one and put it on this like um, uh, belt that would go up. And, th- and then you have the other guy on the other side inside the plane playing um, Jenga with, with all those. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I think I've seen. Yeah. So um, with the 787 plane, um, we had those checked in luggage in those containers that was like where most of the luggage would go and um for the rest that were kind of late um check-in bags or um some like priority or uh like super fragile or something like pets or anything that would go on a special um section um by the tail of the plane okay and similar process where some guy would um store it would put a luggage on the conveyor belt and then another guy would be inside and and um, stacking them okay um but that was just like maybe uh 10 to 20 percent of the luggage okay that was yeah heading out that was actually one of the things I was going to ask about is um, pets, mm-hmm. like pets that ride with the cargo. Yeah. Did you ever see any? Yes, uh, some like dogs. I think I think they were just dogs. Okay. Yeah, it, they, we we had to like specially like secure the dog with certain like um, tools and stuff. So I I again was kind of afraid to do that, mess around with that because you could mess up you know and but um so they were like strapped in so that the crate their crate couldn't move yeah strapped in they were secure and so yeah um i I always felt bad for them because i think it's very traumatizing do you think so or i think so you think it's pretty scary it's so loud and it's very like you're surrounded by luggage and like (laughs) it's, it's a small room oh and yeah i've always wondered like how that is for them and again so loud Oh. You're behind where the engines are, and like they, they're crazy loud. Really? Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, that's it's how so cold as well. Really? Hmm. How do you know? You've never ridden in there. I've been there while I like I've worked like while I was, you know. But like when it's in the air, what oh, is it I, like? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Um, but that's how my dog came to me. Ella? Yeah. Dang. She uh, was bred in Florida. Wow. And so she flew out. That's a long way. Uh-huh. That's It's like a... Uh, I don't know how long the flight is, actually. Nine like five hours, hours maybe? Hours. Nine hours? No. Maybe like five hours. Oh, because of the time difference. But No, like not because of the time <laughs> difference. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, we went and picked her up from the airport, and mm-hmm. she was just very like small and scared and wow, yeah, she was yeah. so little. She was a little puppy. Wow, I think six hours. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. So the other job thing besides the loading the luggage was, um, you had to uh, remove all the the poo poo out of the from the bathrooms. What? Yeah, not by hand, but <laughs> well, no, I had no idea that that was part of the job. Tub, this big like pipe that we would, we would, uh, you know, uh, secure. Like nobody's ever the, had to remove plane. my poop from a plane. 
no oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and nobody wanted to do it obviously like yeah no, people say okay we need a volunteer or i would get picked like i don't know once or twice a year i don't know it, it was very very rare and my always my excuse just like everyone else was like i don't know how to do it <laughs> but um i was they taught me how to do it eventually i was like dang it so what did so, you have to do um all you had to do was just get this big like um flexible um what do you call it? like uh i think the same thing i have for my mask the, like a tube a tube yeah so i had to get a tube and attach it to the plane okay make sure it's secure like uh-huh. make sure it's secure because <laughs> if it's not then um you're gonna get the poop on you yeah and so and then just press a um uh, pull a lever and then all the all the stuff comes out and uh-huh. then wait until it's it's done and then it comes out into where into the the pipe into the tube no i know but where does it go into this the vehicle there's this like big like tank that would just oh take it all in. okay yeah so question was it actually gross or was it just the thought of it was gross the thought of it was gross okay so there wasn't actually anything that you like saw or smelled or felt or no it was just that you knew the, you could see the, it a little bit. I mean, the, it it wasn't that like transparent, but you kind of see some. Ooh, you can see like the shadows a little bit, yeah. And uh, <laughs> maybe there's one time where like I think maybe something kind of came out of the, the <gasps> thing. And I was like, oh no, but I didn't say anything. Um, but uh, there was a story that if, if maybe this was a fear tactic thing, or um, it was a true story. They said, hey, like years ago or something like that, uh, a while back. Uh, this one guy didn't secure properly and all this poop came out. Yeah. No, 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 no. So were you wearing like gloves? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What else? Well, just, just gloves? you know what? Um, yeah, I think I eventually had my own gloves. So yeah, I would have my own gloves. Um, a lot of people had, well, most people had like a headset, like a, a headphones, right? To the... Uh, Cancel the noise. Um, oh, okay. What What about uh, goggles? <clears throat> oh, for that job? Yeah, or just you know what? For anything? For anything? Uh, maybe, but we didn't need them. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, one thing that I regret was um, not doing is using like buying my own um, cancel- noise cancellation headphones oh you were just using the ones over there yeah i was using well they didn't have any headphones for us to use they had one of those just squishy thingies you you uh, earplugs oh okay um and um they they did their job but they weren't the, the best um, yeah and i think because of my time working there at the ramp um i think my ears were messed up from it so because of all the you know the jet sounds and stuff when you're so the sound is coming from other airplanes right because the airplane that you're working on is not running right well okay so um once we're done with with everything all the passengers are load like all are, are in the plane then you some people will stick around to like push the plane and make sure you know it's going to take off is on the ramp for it to to start uh, moving when you say so, push the plane what do you mean the vehicle that, that i refer to like that i mentioned a it while pushes back. the plane yeah but not really it does is it like guiding it because like the plane is turned on it's like a neutral yeah it's yeah like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's neutral. Okay, okay so the plane the the vehicle pushes it interesting yeah yeah and i so, never knew that that was even a thing mm-hmm 
Okay. So um, uh, I would do that sometimes, and I wouldn't drive it. Um, usually, like a, v- a supervisor would do that, while someone else was um, like me would walk alongside. And um, the most nerve wracking job I think <laughs> the task was to um, remove like a, a pin from like a lock thing there, remove it, and then um, sometimes I would like couldn't do it and that was the last step you had to like um remove the pin that would uh remove the vehicle that was attached to the to the like the wheel the front wheel of the plane okay. and um so i'm just like, couldn't remove move the move the pin that was the last thing people were waiting on you to like remove oh. it and sometimes i would ask for help but um i would do that while while i was doing that that was when the the, the plane starts to the just start like the engine just make it's it's very loud oh okay that makes sense and yeah. so um there was a lot of times where i didn't have any um ear protection oh yeah and so it again i think because of that it really messed up my ears oh yeah um so that was like one of the last steps we had to do interesting yeah um and i would be remiss if I didn't mention the the luggage and like what we did before the plane came. And that was if you're on the ramp, you were in charge of putting in the luggage in, onto the metal containers. <laughs> okay. Right. And so that's all it was. Like the the luggage would come down a belt, and um, you would just collect every luggage and put it in. The containers, sometimes you were just, you know, try to, like, make sure you get the biggest, biggest luggage at the bottom. You know, mm-hmm. they, they look the, the heaviest or more secure, so it has a good foundation. So p- people that have big luggage, like, they're, like, so heavy and and they're very flat, then yours, if you show up early, like I mentioned last week, um, you, yours is going to be at the bottom. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be all squished. So um, the biggest thing... I would say, because a lot of people think like to show up early uh, to check in and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, to that or like you're running to get checked mm-hmm. in, so that's kind of a bad feeling. Um, the people that that check in early, your luggage is going to be at the bottom mm-hmm. of of a container. Yeah. Um, because you're the first, you know, the um, um, because so, that luggage comes through first. Yeah. And uh, it makes sense. Um, and there's a lot of times where, like, especially with the heavy luggage, like, we just have to kind of, like, not, like, chug it, but, like, you know, just gently throw it because it was very heavy. Um, yeah, that's, I think, uh, like, a sort of known thing or, like, something that a lot of people talk about is, like, oh, yeah, they just throw your luggage on. But... We don't throw it like throwing like a baseball. Like it's, we try our best to, to make sure they're you know at least for me. Yeah, I, I, I try to make sure that I, I was being careful with them. But there were some that were just so heavy. Like there was no way that I could just gently like, you know, especially as the tower of luggage is getting bigger and bigger. It's like you have to, um, you have to make sure they all fit and there are some tight spots you have to like really push some bags and mm-hmm. you know and it's gonna be it's really tight sometimes so um if i were you anyone that's traveling and stuff i would 
make sure that you um, get one of those priority like stickers or whatever, uh-huh. like tags um, at the that you get at the check in counter. Now your own personal one because we never really respected your the personal like what it says like priority you know like your own priority or fragile sorry fragile um if i were you i would get like a fragile uh sticker or like a tag that you get at the oh yeah front counter oh i've seen you ask for those yeah yeah so because the ramp agents we respect that and we like make sure that goes on top even Mm. though if if, if it shows up early we make sure that that goes at the top of you know um and so that's obviously going to prevent your luggage from getting squished or or whatever damaged or whatever um and we never really respected the fragile like the personal fragile badges or tags okay. that that you personally buy um doesn't you know, mean anything doesn't mean anything because that's to us it's like that doesn't mean to <laughs> us like it's it's fragile it could have meant like it was fragile. We don't know. That's just been there for years. Like, yeah. Um, but if we if we get like a fragile from that says like the name of that airline or whatever, that means so I was like, oh, you just got it from the from the the front desk uh, counter. So that means that's this legit. <laughs> okay. But now you're recommending for everybody to get a fragile sticker, which means that if everybody does it, then it's like doesn't mean anything. No, the thing is that not a lot of people do that. No, not a lot of people. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're recommending though mm-hmm. for everybody listening, right, to do that, right. And so what I'm saying is, how can you give that as a broad recommendation to everybody? Because if everybody does it, then that negates the purpose. Listen, we don't have a lot of like. Uh, I I I stand by it. I, I think that. Um, that's going to help some people that want to use that tip. And I'm just giving them a fair warning that if it's not, at least for like the, the company I've worked with and some, but I'm saying that if this, if that gets out right, and everybody starts doing it, then that defeats the purpose, right? It does. Yeah. But I don't see everyone doing it. Uh, exactly. But I'm, that's the thing though, is sometimes with like, you know, this is a thing that people will talk about. Like, I'm sure there's a, there's a better uh, name for this, like, theory or whatever. Is like, if what if everybody did this action? And if everybody did this action, would that make the world, like, better or worse? Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so you can't just say, like, oh, well, I'm going to do this thing because it's fine. But if everybody did it, then it, society would, like, fall apart. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like that's one of those things that I think that the better solution would be to, if you act, if your luggage actually is fragile, if you actually have something fragile in there, then you should use that. I feel like that would be more ethical advice to give, not just using that because you want your luggage to come out first. I never said that, which it will come out first. I know. I know you didn't say that, but I'm inferring that. Because also, the the last one in is the first one out. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think also this would, I mean, I stand by it. I think that if you want to be, if you're concerned that your luggage is going to be messed up, squished, or it's going to be the last one out where when you think like, hey, when you have like a very tight schedule, when 
your next flight is like you know and, and also if you are concerned about your personal like your physical luggage then i would say right. yes but i i just feel like that's not ethical advice because if everybody followed it it wouldn't work the whole system breaks down it does but i listen i know not everyone's going to do this but that's the problem that's not that's not what i'm talking about though. i'm not talking about like the practical i'm saying like is this good solid advice that you're giving and i don't think so I don't think it's ethical. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So uh, don't <laughs> ignore what I said. I think that it like it makes sense, and right. I think that I mean we've done it, right? And I get why you're saying it. And we've like, never done it to, for that purpose. I don't think. Well, you've asked for like fragile tags when we didn't really have fragile stuff. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's been a while, honestly. Yeah, it's been but, years. Uh, okay, but uh, but I just, I'm just saying, like, I get it. Right. And I do think it's a good hack. It is. In a way. But I'm just saying, I don't think it's, like, very ethical advice to give broadly. That's true. Well, I'm not going to delete what I said, but I, I take it back. I think, I think you're right. I think that <laughs> it's not, not gonna ethical. You're not going to delete it, but you're going to take it back. Okay. You're a fool. You're a fool. <laughs> you're a fool. <laughs> she was calling me a fool. I was like, you a Freudian fool. slip. You're As a Freudian slip, you just called me a fool. I mean, um, uh, no, your rule following mindset it worked on me. And, and I get it. I mean, But it's not even about the rule following. It's more about the... The ethical. Yeah, I get it. The, 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 yeah, if everybody I, did this, it's not, a, it's not a principle that everyone can follow. As a sociologist, I do have to uh, oh my gosh. say that we are challenged it's with these It's been zero ethical. episodes since Adi has mentioned his sociology degree. Erase the blackboard. Uh, I haven't said it in a while. Um, but uh, yeah, we are raised with ethical dilemmas all the time, and we do have to uh, uh, be challenged. You mean faced with? We, we are doing... <laughs> did you say we are raised with them all the I? time? <laughs> Sorry, phased. What? With phased. No, faced. Sorry, we are faced. We're faced with these ethical dilemmas um, on the daily, and I think that it's good to be challenged, though. I was challenged, so I, I stand corrected. Um, Thank you. But Thanks I'm just, for listening to me. Yeah, I am telling you, though, the obviously the facts that what happens to your luggage so no and i do appreciate that yeah uh <laughs> Bye. have i stumped you <laughs> no you did not um i think based on the time i think we're almost out of time i do want to say one last thing about my job um i think i might have said everything there's always going to be something yeah uh We'll talk about that, I guess, in a different time. But is there any last questions, thoughts, questions, concerns? Um, I said questions twice. <laughs> um, I feel like I might have had another question. Oh, yeah. Remember I said, like, oh, I'll save that for the end. Oh, dang. Oh, like, yeah. I know what it is. Oh, no, go ahead. My question was just going to be, in your opinion, uh, as a former former professional, what is the correct... What do you mean, former professional? And what... At, at the airport. Oh, okay. What is the correct amount of time um, that you should give yourself, like before your flight? Like, how early should you get to the airport? And your professional, my professional opinion, opinion. Uh, not as a travel, not as a traveler, I guess, but as as, uh, <laughs> as a ramp agent. Um, 
I think you don't need to be there super early as 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 you think. I think one if you show up later than the early bird people, your luggage is gonna be might be stacked in the middle or mm-hmm. on top. So that means your luggage is gonna get there like um, to you quicker when you arrive at your destination. Um, so that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just TSA. That's the variable here. The you TSA. never know how long TSA is going to take. So true. Um, I wish that I had a hack for the TSA. Um, I Pre-check. don't. Pre-check? Yeah. That's <laughs> a hack, I guess. But um, yeah, the, yeah, the TSA is always going to... It depends on the day. Like right. I've, I've worked there for two and a half years, and I've sometimes I've seen like the the TSA line be so like super short or like so long, mm-hmm. and it just depends. Like I, I don't know. I think it just fluctuates. It de- there's not a specific like time. It just depends on the flights. Yeah. So, in your opinion, in my opinion, I would say, um, uh, I think if your flight leaves at let's say five o'clock p.m. I would say, what's your question? Like, leave? Like, arrive? <laughs> what time should you arrive at the airport? Oh, arrive? Um, I would say, like, an hour, an hour and a half before your flight. Oh, wow. That's short compared to what a lot of people do. Yeah, two hours. Most people say two or sometimes I think three. three. Uh, I think two hours. I th- that, that's my advice as a traveler, as a traveler, but as, as a professional former professional um one that gives ethical uh <laughs> advice um, <laughs> you mean unethical advice <laughs> i stand with what i said um i would say an hour and a half like there's no reason for you to like have to feel like you need to check in go to the through the tsa and then wait for not an hour or so or 45 minutes like you're gonna be sitting already <laughs> so like you gotta chill um even if the your flight arrives and stuff like know that there's still gonna be cleaning and processing and the checking the security that they have to go through and stuff so um and also you have to wait in line to get boarded and most most likely a lot of people are like group number z or whatever so like you're gonna be waiting for number z Letter C, I'm sorry. So you're saying your advice as a traveler is more conservative than your advice as a professional? Yeah, because I, I know what goes down. I'm splitting the two. I don't know why I can't put them together. <laughs> I think as a traveler for me, I'm like, oh, I, because now I'm like going. I'm I'm not the, I, I don't know. I, I think it's very uh, kind of contradictory here. Yeah, but. I'm not sure about your uh, professional <laughs> advice here. It seems a little sketchy. Um, I was gonna say two hours, but I just that's just very typical. Oh, you just wanted to say something different. Yeah. Oh, wow, you're gonna have people following your professional advice, and they're gonna be missing their flights. <laughs> um, wait, I was gonna say you reminded me of something. Um, what were you just saying about? Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen those um, memes uh, where <laughs> people say like, okay, now that I've um, gone through security and, or no, it's like, so I went through security and now that I have 
walked to my gate to make sure that it exists, I can go back and um, find some food. Yes. And that's so accurate. That is so accurate. It's like yeah. you just have to walk and just like see it and like, okay, there it is, G6. And now I'm going to go back to McDonald's. <laughs> yes, yes. That is so funny. You can't just trust that like, okay, I'm going to go eat and yeah. then I'm going to keep walking. It's like, no, I have to see it first. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I see a lot of like people just waiting at the gate and stuff and like just chilling for hours or we would do that a lot. We do we would just make sure that our, our gate is there and then go get some food. Yeah, you're speaking as about us as travelers now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess to backtrack, backtrack again, I would say two hours. I, I, would, okay. I, would, I would give give yourself two hours. That's good. I'd rather have you give a conservative estimate. Give the traveler and the combine the traveler and the professional and me together and say two hours. I think two hours is good. Um, very conservative. You never know. Um, with you know people, the lines, and um, you're checking check in your bags that you're going to check in and all that. Like it, it might, there might be some issues. So you never know. TSA also might be the worst. Yeah. Might be the best. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some nice TSA people out there too. I've met some, some nice people. One time a TSA agent complimented my bag. Oh, nice. And I was like, that is, I feel like I've talked about this before. That is the top tier person to give a compliment on a bag because what do they look at? All day, every day, bags. Bags, yeah. Oh, I've been. Um, I forgot about this part. Uh, I don't really have a lot of time to talk about this, but um, I would sometimes help. You know how I said I would help people. You know, in, in wheelchairs. Yeah. Um, get to the plane. There would be sometimes where they I had to, I had to help the people that, that are coming into the their like oh, into yeah. the airport and and through um through um customs oh really yeah and so um there's always a line um for there's always a line for um a residence i think for for non-residents it's uh there's not a lot of people so we always most often not we go through like the resident non-residential section Mm -hmm. and sometimes they um um, a lot of people didn't speak english so um, they would pull them aside and have them wait for a while, and I had to wait. I had to wait for you know with them and stuff. Were and they getting a translator? I think so. Mm-hmm. You know what? No, I don't think so. No. So what were they waiting for? They to get to be called next in line to the, to go to this up to this window and have another guy talk to them. Try to talk to them. Oh. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's one thing that they didn't do a great job on is having a translator there that's interesting yeah because i know that like at hospitals and stuff they'll have like their services now where you can call or like facetime somebody mm-hmm. and um and have somebody translate for you yeah that's silly that they don't have that no hopefully now they do yeah i would hope so when i was there they didn't have one and it just felt bad when it's literally an international airport and you know yeah. that people are going to be flying in from other countries yeah. that's weird yeah and so um it was a bummer but uh and then once they got that done with that, I would um, push them to the, um, um, again, customs. And sometimes they would get pulled over to, like, uh, they would then check their luggage and they would throw away a lot of food sometimes. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh. uh, I would sometimes get tips, though. I forgot about tips. I would get tipped. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes. Interesting. We would know who would get tip us and not. It's like, we just kind of had a feeling. <laughs> 
Um, That's cool. But yeah, we, we would get tipped. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. So uh, older people that were just by themselves um, getting pushed, they were they would never really um, tip us. But if they had their like younger kids or whatever, like not younger, but like their adult kids or whatever yeah. with them, they would give us the money. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think that's it. That's that. That's all the time we have for this episode. That was really interesting. Was it? Yeah, I I learned more than I expected. I thought that I had kind of heard all your stories from it. No. And like, I thought that I had kind of like, oh yeah, I know. I know about this. What I did, yeah. 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 Instead of us um, doing a quote, can you find a the old clip of me going, I'm just sitting out here watching airplanes. <laughs> it's going to take forever to find that. <laughs> okay, I don't we'll just know. use that then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. Want to hear one of the most shocking things about it? <laughs> you, you, Sorry, I know I'm trying to wrap it up. <laughs> no, it's just funny. You keep, uh, it was like the episode was done and then you're like, also, by the way, this was the worst mansion I've ever worked for. And now the most shocking thing. Go ahead. I'll put this in the outro, I guess. Um, I, I, I think that we could have, the, um, when you, the way you, because you asked like a very, at the very beginning how I kind of would check in in a way, like how I would walk in. To my job, I think. No, I didn't. Oh well. I just asked if you had to go through TSA. Oh okay. Well, um, how would get into like the the like the back like you know the the office or whatever to get ready to go to the ramp? Uh, I had to go through um this one door that was um by the the counter like the front desk you know people by by the counter um where the people we people check in their the luggage and stuff. Okay. Um, and I just had to you know scan my badge and get in and that that was in um that was not very secure like i we could have had specific like items metal stuff with us and they would have never been like uh, a metal detector or anything that would like notice that oh really so yeah uh, i'm just saying that because they need to do a better job with security I'm not oh. sure now if like it's very like secure now because like anyone that has a badge could walk in through the through that door and and there's no like I think there's cameras but um there's no like extra wow. security for you to like you know make sure that you don't have anything that you're not supposed to have. That's crazy because you think of an airport as being so secure, mm-hmm. but the fact that you were literally able to get like onto the um, ramp and onto the planes and everything. And you didn't have to go through any kind of security. That's uh, a little scary. Yeah, all, all you had to do is just shove your badge, scan it, walk walk through two doors, and then that's it. Maybe you shouldn't be sharing this. I think I share this like in the very first unofficial episodes of the podcast. What? And then we never released them. Oh, maybe. Wow. I, I don't think I should get in trouble. I'm just no, being honest. I, no, I don't think you're going to get in trouble. I think that... That's almost like dangerous information to have out there, though. I know. That's crazy. But it's out there. Maybe it needs to be exposed so that they'll fix their security.
Yeah, I wonder if they, they, if they have done a better job with that. Maybe. I would hope so. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's it.